0: Hello everybody and welcome. You're listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demester. Super Bowl 58 is under two weeks away, folks. I can't believe it. We got AFC and NFC Championship games to recap. It'll be the Chiefs against the 49ers, a rematch of what was a great Super Bowl just a few years ago mad oh man, we have two good games to talk about here, Dominic. Chiefs, after uh, starting off the season sluggish, defeating all odds, not being one of the better teams in the AFC. Salah Mahomes and Kelsey said, you know what, this is our year, we're going to get it done. Brock Purdy, regardless of his struggles at times late in the season, puts a team on his back, and they have a massive comeback over the Lions. I'm excited, Dom. Chiefs 49ers should be a great Super Bowl.
1: Chiefs 49ers, baby, buckle up. It is going to be an entertaining football game two really good football teams in the Kansas city chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers and add a sprinkle of Taylor Swift on top <laughs> entertain us all. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic super bowl. I can't wait to
0: see it. Oh man, if you didn't know who Taylor Swift was before and you're a football fan, you best believe you know who she is now. I always kind of liked her music, so uh, I got a little bit jealous there of uh, of Kelsey and you. Who knows, we'll be seeing. I heard some rumors maybe he'll be proposing if they win the uh, Super Bowl. We'll wait and see. Let's talk about that AFC Championship game, Dom. Chiefs-Ravens, low-scoring game here uh, between the uh, between two teams. A few things that send out to me, Tom, and then we could dissect a little bit more the teams and the games. Both defenses played a heck of a game, in my opinion. Um, there weren't many blown assignments, and I, I thought for the most time most part that both O-lines had a pretty good game. The S. Lamar and and um and Mahomes are very good at buying time in the pocket. And that's exactly what they did in this game, right? But I mean these DBs were asked to cover for you know two, three, four, five, six seconds. And yeah, eventually they gave it a big play. that was one to flowers, uh, and it's two to flowers, really, and it's two touchdowns. Marcus valdes counting on the Last last uh, basically play of the game before the kneel downs. Uh, but I was very impressed with how both secondaries played in this game and how both O-lines played as well. You know, we don't get talked too, too much about the O-lines on this team. We talk about Mahomes, Lamar, uh, Flowers, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, like you just alluded to. But, man, was I impressed with how these quarterbacks were, A, able to buy time in the pocket, and B, with how well these o were able to stop this aggressive pass rush of both teams, Dominic?
1: Oh yeah, the pass rush was there. We saw Mahomes getting clothesline in this game as well. Yep. That was quite quite a hit to the head. Uh overall, Lamar Jackson needed to be Houdini in the pocket. You know, both quarterbacks came to play. I thought they both performed well, even with Lamar, you know, throwing that interception. But I really thought they they both had a good football game and deservingly so. Uh, They both played and had a great season. I mean, the the score is only 17-10 here, and I thought it was a very entertaining football game right until the end. So that pass rush, I mean, Warquan Smith, you know, he was a very good um, linebacker for the Ravens this year, but I would have liked to see him play a little bit better, especially that Unfortunate penalty, a bizarre penalty late in that game, where I think the coach must have told him to take a, like a, an encroachment, and that encroachment yeah, yeah. ended up being a fifteen-yard penalty. Not that it would have been maybe any significant uh, time. I think I think it could have potentially got uh, the ball back if they did with a uh, with a chunk of time left. But regardless, that didn't happen. And um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs here. I think it really was an all-around great football game coached by andy reed and coaching you know this was a very contested matchup both of these coaches are very good but andy reed just seems to be able to you know he's been to so many nfc championship games when he used to be coached with the eagles yeah true. he seems to be on fire right now with the kansas city chiefs and is able to get them consistently to the afc championship as well now they're going to be going to another Super Bowl. This isn't a fluke. This is Andy Reid just being, you know, right now the best coach in the NFL. And he's going against John Harbaugh, who, you know, he's got now a monkey on his back. I I mean, I'm sorry, but John in this football game should have been a bit more aggressive. I thought that his strategy with uh, Zay Flowers, basically it was the pedal to the metal with Zay Flowers. And I think that, yes that guy is your best player on your football team. But I honestly think I was putting a lot of pressure on the guy. I think maybe if he would have done a bit more running the ball with Gus Edwards, which the Ravens were predominantly, you know, running the ball at will this year, but Mm -hmm. it's very hard for the Ravens to play from behind. And that's what they were doing all game long playing from behind because that first quarter was a phenomenal quarter. I think it was for me the most entertaining quarter of the playoffs I think we saw Hall of Famers in Kelsey and Mahomes doing only what these guys can do. Uh, the, the fourth and two conversion where Kelsey comes up and not yeah. in the air, that set the tone and the beautiful low uh, touchdown pass against yeah. Hamilton. Only Kelsey can pretty much make that play almost in the NFL, his athletic ability. Where was he late in the season? I guess they were keeping him for the playoff run. And uh, remember, Kansas City started off the season really bad because you know that Kelsey injured coming in. So I think they played him pretty much as a decoy late in the season, and they decided to trot him out exactly when he when they should, which is in the playoffs. And I mean, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we can start dissecting the plays as we uh, as we talk about it here because we only have yeah. two games to dissect. But uh, that was my my thoughts. Was this game was pretty much won in the first half. It was won in the first quarter specifically with Kansas City imposing their will with just two guys named Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Uh, they seem to be able to do it year in and year out in the big show. And uh, I'm gonna leave it at that because I really think that uh, that was what put Kansas City over over Baltimore. Baltimore did not play a terrible game. I think they just I think um, John Harbaugh. I don't think that the game plan was great. It was successful, but not enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's
0: why they took it seventeen to ten. We brought up a few uh, points there, Dominic. One of them that I wanted to allude to: the Ravens, besides Lamar Jackson and Z Flowers, obviously both not running backs, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill rush for a combined six attempts in this game six. Now. I was impressed with the way the Ravens kept it a game because it was 17, seven at halftime. Uh, Tennessee chiefs were getting the ball and I was watching the bar as the, the uh, game at Manoir, very good spot actually. Um, and I was saying, man, this game could be over by before the the end of the third quarter, right? Kansas City could have got the ball scored, but the Ravens defense on so kept giving the chances and chances and chances to the Ravens, and the Ravens just couldn't capitalize it to get the ball back. Okay, what are they gonna do? They're gonna go three and now get the ball back. Okay, they're gonna move the ball down the field, and then they're gonna fumble, get the ball back, they're gonna move down the field, maybe kick a field. It was like it was almost like this: the second half was on repeat, and the Chiefs' offense was you know moving at times, with installing, and then the Ravens would do the exact same thing. So, bring my question the uh, question. Is I was listening to um, a show uh, the other day with Rex Ryan and Shannon Sharp, I believe. And Rex Ryan was saying, What the heck was the game plan in this game, right? You know, you've been the best running football team uh, in the NFL by far this season, the Baltimore Ravens. And over the last five years, since they had Lamar, they've been, you know, the dominant, dominant number one in terms of running the football. And they just didn't do it in this football game, right? Lamar became a pocket passer because I guess he had to because of the play calling. Maybe they feel there wasn't enough time to run the football because they were down. But that's not the identity of this team. And you may, you bring up a good point when you say they're not built to come from behind. No, maybe they're not. But you still have to stay true to yourself and run the ball from time to time. How many times do we see Lamar drop back and throw the ball to one of his wide receivers and he overthrew him by five, six yards? Like, it was, it was over and over. And the Chiefs defense knew exactly what they needed to do. And, you know, the Ravens were playing right into the Chiefs' hands. Um, and I was really surprised that, you know, the, the Ravens just didn't adjust in this game. Either Lamar take, taking in and running. He ran eight times in this game. Uh, but man, that the Chiefs, you know, uh, like I talked about, the O-line for the Ravens played pretty well. But key, key sacks in this game. Karlaftis, too, getting a big sack uh, in the second half. I was just really surprised the Ravens, you know, got away from their identity. And they just didn't look at like the Baltimore Ravens that got them to this point. They were the one seed. They stuck true to who they were. Um, and, like, I don't want to blame this game on play calling. I think, look, you said these quarterbacks had, you know, a pretty decent game. I think, you know, it wasn't sexy by either quarterback. Mahomes did what he needed to do. He really, really marched down the field and nickel and dimed. I wasn't really impressed with the way Lamar played, honestly. I think he did a good job escaping sacks. I think, you know, he tried to limit his turnovers, unfortunately, through that pick in and, and triple coverage, which is inexcusable. Um, But for me, it was more the misthrows, Dom, right? It wasn't the fumble. It wasn't the pick. It was when you have Odell on a streak and you overthrow him. When It's when you have... Uh, Nelson Aguilar and you overthrow him, Rashard Bateman, and it was happening too many times, and he was just unable to put it on the numbers, and unfortunately, the quote-unquote Lamar haters probably had a field day in this one because everything that they say uh, seemed to come true in this game, right? He was able to run the football. He even caught a football, which was crazy. we got to talk about that play uh uh yeah, love um Marcus Mariota against the uh against the Chiefs actually that that one playoff game but um it just uh, it, it just seemed weird to me that, that the Ravens kind of got away from you know what got them here and and for Lamar look he he's probably going to win his second MVP you know I'd be shocked if uh, if they don't get the job done but I would have liked to see this team a run run the ball a little bit more you know be a little bit more patient and stubborn you know if you run the ball for two three yards so be it. you run the ball you get loss of two so be it you know it's uh, t- that's what happens when the run game and that'll open up the pass. But I think that this Ravens offense played right into the hands of the Chiefs and credit the Chiefs defense on. We give, uh, you know, talk about, like I said, the stars on Kansas City. And I don't think that this this Chiefs defense gets enough credit, especially after this game.
1: I I mean, a lot of things you said there with regards to Lamar, I'm going to kind of like push back and just say that Lamar, it wasn't Lamar Jackson's fault that they lost this football game. Just because you throw one interception doesn't make you a loser, in my opinion. Uh, I think Lamar played his best football all year. I think that he obviously uh, is gonna get the MVP. And in this game, you know, he's got a, a game's, you know, uh, that is being called. Obviously, he can audible. I think that the the real culprit here is John Harbaugh. And yeah, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense played fairly well, fairly well, but they're not an outstanding defense. They're a very good defense. They have a great defensive coordinator that's proven himself in the last couple of years. Uh, hats off to him. But John Harbaugh, I think that it really comes down to him just not being really creative with his play calling, um, kind of like panicking right off the bat. And the 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 easiest area to kind of like look at was a fourth down call from his own you know 30 or 40 yard line early in the football game you know when Andy Reed converted that fourth and two it was to set the tone but they were driving but you saw the desperation of Baltimore right off the bat oh we got to go fourth down. that's just like okay why did you press the panic button you're giving your entire the feel of how you're going to be moving on with this game through through a feeling of panic and you saw it even in like Zay Flowers he trying to do, I mean, the guy's fast and blazing saddle, but he's just trying to do too much and causing the game almost with that fumble, right? Great football play by Sneed. But long story short, I really feel that if I'm to blame anybody in the football game, it'd be John Harbaugh and less so Lamar Jackson.
0: Okay, yeah, I get, I uh, definitely get where you're coming from. Like, look, the, the game plan was was a little bit uh, strange there. And you know, we talked let's talk about like that, that play by Sneed. Uh, it was crazy because well, Obviously, watching the game live, and to me, like I thought it was a touchdown, right? You know, he, he caught it, a nice drag rod, and was able to uh to kind of slither past the defense and then dove. Um, and it really looked like he, at least to me, that like he crossed the plane. And then to see that fumble there, uh, that was huge, right? It was, it was. Turnovers and, and penalties, ultimately, what kind of hurt this Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, and you mentioned, right, Roquan Smith with the rough in the passer and then the taunting penalty by Flowers. Not sure I like that. I kind of let, like letting the guys play. Uh, what especially are your thoughts
1: a- on that? Let's talk about that taunting yeah. penalty. Should a well, taunting penalty be still in the NFL only to protect the players? Because what, the refs can't control the, the players? From like fighting or, or whatnot. I mean, come on, they have flags, they throw the flags, and if they need to go to escalate, you know, get more referees. Yeah. I think taunting, it's like in my mind, how football is played sometimes is about the your energy and your ability to pump yourself up, and that's why football is about momentum. And if, if a guy's going to get jacked up for, you know, spiking the ball, so yeah. be it. If the guy got a, had a great play and he's going to showcase to the other opponent, boom, you know, I just made a big play. Let me snap the ball right, unfortunately, sometimes when you're down. I don't care about that. But to me, I don't see it as being this, this, this safety measure that the NFL has to intervene and penalize the guy for 15 yards. There's so many flags in football already. Why are we keeping yeah. on just causing these 15 yard penalties of roughing the passers and taunting to be huge penalties that have tremendous outcomes in football games since it's such a game of inches
0: yeah you know what for to answer your question I think that the taunting penalty has been overused and I do think that you know the penalty itself is okay but it's got to be for extreme things right if someone you know throws the finger right or like somebody grabs someone's on the on the, on the face mask or like a so like something like that's got to be serious serious but like you mentioned for a guy showing emotion a rookie who made a heck of a play and, and you know in. And- Late in the game, when he did, they got to stop that, right? And it's it's NFL where right, people always make fun of them and say it's the no fun league. And yeah, and I think that they've gotten kind of a little bit better with uh, allowing certain celebrations. But I think you said it perfectly there, Dom. There's already a ton of flags, and you know fans don't want to see flags. And, and forget fans are you know not fans. Let's not take the human element out of games where these guys aren't robots. Yes, they're paid millions of dollars, but at the end of the game, everybody wants to win, right? And if you want these guys to make a big play and then hand the ball back to the referee and walk back to the huddle with their head down, well, I don't think. That's really A, what you want in the game, and B, I don't think it's very realistic. So well, it wasn't a smart play from Flowers, you got to be consistent, right? As a referee, be consistent. It, uh, Kelsey did a very similar thing when he got his touchdown, When right? He looked at, at Hamilton, kind of less obvious and spiked the ball after his TD. But if, if you're going to taunt, uh, excuse me, if you're going to give Flowers a taunting penalty, then you have to do the same to Kelsey. And I think that a lot of people were kind of uh, bringing that up and saying that like, if you're going to, you know, do one you got to do the other and maybe one may have been quote unquote more egregious but let the guys play come on now you know they like i said they're human and it uh, really you know it's not to, i don't it's not the direction football uh, football should want to go in or, or football should be going in so yeah i'm i'm with you on that one dominic all right we got super bowl 58 just uh i guess you can say a bit over a week away as your voice it's thursday 10 days away it's going to be the pro bowl this weekend a bunch of flag football a bunch of cool stuff uh, do you watch any of that stuff dominic or what are your thoughts on that
1: uh, on flag football specifically, not a huge flag football. Yeah. not not a huge football flag football fan. I mean, the b- back in the day, arena football league that was huge, and uh, oh, yeah. I got to see Kurt Warner start off his career in the in arena football league, kind of put yeah. that on the map. But tell me about uh, flag football more. I, uh, you're more involved in it and things like that. How how is that for you?
0: Yeah, I know. Appreciate the question. Yeah, like for actually, it's cool. I have uh, one of my uh, buddies, uh, my teammates actually, is going to be going. Uh, is going to be going to, to the states there. Uh, I don't know exactly if he's playing what tournament he's in, but it's related to the Pro Bowl NFL. Obviously, he's not playing against the guys, NFL players, but oh no, I love Flag Dominic. And look, it's uh, it's not the contact you get in, in football, obviously, but there's still uh, it's still you know, you got to be able to make those uh, contested catches type of thing. It's a real team sport, so uh, yeah, you know, Flag is growing and uh, we see it in the Olympics now. So, uh, I, I just think that it, w- it was better they moved on to Flag football just because you know, the Pro Bowl was in terms of like tackling and hitting guys weren't hitting each other and when they would it would be a bit of an aggressive hit i, I kind of like the let's play dodgeball flag football type of thing now that they moved on to
1: yeah i don't know it's it's it could be entertaining for for some but for me i'm i'm all about the you know classic football however it's played yeah. uh, they need to for the pro bowl the problem is is you got to incentivize players to play in the pro bowl yeah for, for a reason and it's just a kind of game that is kind of like more for selling tickets and meaning the athletes nowadays. And let's make it back a bit more competitive and have some more significance. And let's bring it back to Honolulu, Hawaii, where uh, mm. there seemed to be such more of a tradition. And you get a kind of like a cultural aspect to that a mainstay, which was uh, very specific and traditional to me. So those are, are, are how... If I were to revamp the, the Pro Bowl, those would be the two things is to bring it back to Honolulu, Hawaii, and make it significant. Maybe why not get like a, some type of draft pick, uh, an extra draft pick Ooh. for the winning team uh, after the seventh round? That would be an incentive that I would play for.
0: Yes, yeah, so what's called baseball kind does of, this is thing where, which is, I find is a little, like, uh, tough. It's the, the you know, AL against NL and the team that wins, gets home field in the World Series. And for me, that's a little much because, like, that's huge. We're right? talking about the World Series here. But, you know, incentive is, is a key word there. And I think, you know, maybe they'll try and uh, spice it up a little bit uh sometime soon. But enough talking about flag football and Pro Bowl. We got the uh AFC, NFC Championship Games and Super Bowl to talk about. So, look, Dom, um, let's talk. We talked about Kansas City, and we'll obviously talk about the 49ers after. But for the Ravens now... uh what do you think the Ravens go from here? Do they run it back with their same squad? Uh, you got Odell that's, you know, pushing his late um, late in his career. Who I still think... Uh, that's all I'm going to say, too, is, you know, that I want... Like, Odell could have been a bigger factor in this game. I don't know why he didn't play as much as he did, because... First of all, he had a big catch there on fourth down. It was like a four-yard game, but you can see his veteran experience. And, you know, he, he after that play, he kind of went Z-Flowers mode and he, he went nuts, right? Like, let's go. Let's get the guys pumped. I would have really liked to see Odell get more involved in this game. Like, he was in the Super Bowl a few years back right, when he unfortunately got injured in that game and only played in the first half. He was huge in the Rams Super Bowl victory um over over the Cincinnati Bengals and he was really a non-factor in this game I was watching with uh, my uh, my friend C was a Ravens fan he says Is Odell playing like I don't know what are your thoughts on that I know they're one first team and didn't really run much in this game so considering all the throwing they did out I thought we would have seen a little bit more of Odell in this one and I would have liked to because look he's got a Super Bowl he's got experience and I really do think he has more left in the tank than than people realize
1: yeah odell definitely i think was not a hundred percent and that's the reason why uh we didn't see him as much he did get six targets so don't get me wrong a third mm. in the room in targets but if odell wasn't flying around it was more or less nelson aguilar taking his role and then unfortunately we talked about how mark andrews what was gonna happen him being injected in this offense when he hadn't played in a long time. And I think that took a bit away of Isaiah Likely's uh, ability to, to shine. And I think those are the elements uh, that kind of like confused me as, to, as a lot of people are saying, what was the game plan here? And from what I saw is that John Harbaugh panicked from the very get-go and went with Zay Flowers as being his money player. And it is a great money player. But again, as I said on the top of the show, guy's young he's a rookie you're putting so much pressure so yes a guy like odell beckham could have been a guy that if in my opinion he wasn't 100 let's just say that's the case still maybe i introduced him early in the football game then use him as a decoy but it was the complete opposite it was a heavy 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 dose of zay flowers from the get-go we saw one pass to Mark Andrews. He probably obviously wasn't 100%. He was obviously more of a decoy. I would have liked to see a lot more of Isaiah Likely. We saw that obviously the interception was when he went to Bateman. It's very funny how Rashad Bateman started in this franchise as being a very good ride right receiver And at the end of the day, I think this guy is a volume receiver. And if he's not getting the volume, he's not performing. And he's also had a a lot of injuries to Rashad Bateman. So it'll be interesting. He's got one one year left on his contract. So your your initial question is, are the Ravens running this back? Of course they're running this back. This team is extremely uh, talented and full of depth. I I don't see them going anywhere. They're going to be obviously – most likely dominating still the AFC North. Uh, I because I, I saw Pittsburgh regress this year. Not sure what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you know, it takes one little bad game and we're going to be chanting Flacco's name. Who knows, right? Yeah. So, And as for the Cincinnati Bengals, just something tells me that this team ain't right. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my previous kind of like, you know, experience with, Palmer and in his injuries and how it took one injury to take out Palmer. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how Joe Burrow performs again. This is not the first time from another big injury. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. And that's why I have the Ravens. Yeah. This team's not going anywhere. Lamar actually got better. He, he they didn't want to pay the guy. He's proved, he's proven everybody wrong. Uh, he's obviously improved. He's such a dynamic quarterback that the NFL's, Predominantly right now, as we speak, a game where you need your quarterback to be able to run and pass. Because if you got a guy that could run with the NFL rules how they are, and the uh obviously roughing the passer penalties that we're seeing, having a mobile quarterback that's able to last, because it's a very tough job to do, it only takes X amount of hits before you know you're probably gonna get an injury. But Lamar Mm -hmm. seems to be able to do it. And the fact that he got better as a passer only made him deadlier as a runner, which is clearly why he's winning the MVP, in my opinion. So don't count out Lamar. This guy was drafted, you know, last in the first round, roughly. And I like the fact that he has a chipped on his shoulder ever since then. And he's been proving a lot of people wrong, including myself. Cause I called Baltimore. I just early thought I said to myself, you know, there seemed to be a Mark Andrews gear that was, that was not as fast. And I think that, the, i thought the team was going to regress on one point mid-season but it was the opposite it was isaiah likely adding that extra gear and that speed to this offense that just opened it up and provided lamar to be that much better yes isaiah likely being the reason why lamar got so much better i think mark andrews needs to, to leave baltimore you saw mm. how successful they were without him i mean yeah. i don't know how much money he's going to ask for or what his contract stipulations really are right now. But that's a guy that can do without anything Baltimore would do just fine. So, yeah, they'll be punching their tickets in the playoff next year, William.
0: That's a guarantee. Well, yeah, that's uh, – you know, I was going to ask you about exactly that and likely and Andrews and what they decide to do there because I'm pretty sure they can get a lot for Andrews, right? you got a lot of teams – Looking for uh for a solid tight end that could contribute, like Miami Dolphins, right? My dolphins being one of them for sure. Uh, and likely looks like he is the real deal. You could decide to keep both of them, right? You know, maybe kind of play that uh, you know, two tight end look. I'm not sure, you know, how it's gonna work. Or I think they could try and get a lot out of Andrew. So that's gonna be a tough decision to make. And yeah, you know what? A few things I have to say to what you said. I think for the most part, you hit it on the head. Like Lamar did, you know, he had a, a much better season than I anticipated. Um and for the most part, he did prove me wrong. You know, f- for me, it's similar to the Dallas Cowboys, though. Like it's Dallas is a regular season team that doesn't do well in the playoffs, and that was kind of the narrative that w- we had on Lamar. And looked for, for for me to say he fully proved me wrong. I don't think I can just because um, he got the one seed, and you know, you you got to make it to the Super Bowl, right? And you know, you you got to uh, potentially win the Super Bowl at that rate. And his defense is a heck of a job, right? Down letting le- leaving the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to uh, only seventeen. 17- yeah.
1: Is this Lamar's last chance in your opinion? Or was it his best chance and he's going to have a hard time to ever make it back here?
0: That's a great question. No, I don't think it's his last chance. I think it was his best. I think it was his best chance. And I definitely do see him uh, fighting in a position like this for years to come. Um, But until he's able to to make it to the Super Bowl, Dom, I'd say that I'm a little bit still skeptical of him just because of how stacked this team was, Dominic, because of how good this defense was. Um, and you know, they got him the wide receivers that he quote unquote needed. Yes, there are you kind of a bunch of random wide receivers. You got Aguilar. you got Odell, who's a little bit, you know, we can make uh, old. Uh, and you have Flowers is a is a great rookie there, but still a rookie nonetheless. I just think with with the the way that they surrounded him and the management surrounded him with a, a team that he had, uh, and obviously the best kicker, in my opinion, in NFL history that gets overlooked, it, I don't see really the excuse he had this year for not bringing them to the Super Bowl. And for the regular season, I got to say, he, he blew me away, right? And his ability to pass the football, um, ex- you know, exceeded anything that I thought he could, right? Against Miami, uh, he was straighting that Dolphins defense like it was a, a preschool defense. And, you know, I have to say from start of the season to now, even when I look at this last playoff game, Lamar did impress me. And I, I do think that he is a top quarterback in the NFL. It's just tough to in sports. It's like Dan Campbell said, it's so hard to get back, like you said, to certain spots where right? there could be an injury, there could be this, that, and the other thing. And it's going to be tough for, for Lamar to get back to where he is. But to answer your question, Dom, no, I, I don't think it's his last chance, but I, I think it was his best. I think that was, that was a very good way that you put it.
1: It was definitely his best chance. This is a, a division where it's extremely hard to play in and to survive, like we just talked about, through injuries. The AFC North is no uh, <laughs> walk in the park. It's one of the divisions that's probably the toughest in the NFL, and and they hit hard. So Lamar Jackson, to even have the opportunity to play his full season, uh, to make it to where he's at, being healthy, to me all this guy had to do was win three football games and the way that the Baltimore Ravens play need mm-hmm. to be on top. I don't know how they lost this football game. William. I really, yeah. don't. they should have won this football game and John Harbaugh should have had a, a game plan to lead them there. Unfortunately, when you got two hall of famers to play against and two really good football players, in my opinion, that are going to be talked about for a long time, it's tough to do and sometimes you just don't you don't win and uh, i think baltimore might never ever make it back but they'll definitely be knocking at the playoffs but like i said three games possible for for baltimore we've Mm -hmm. talked about it before that fourth extra game if you come in as a wild card not the way that baltimore plays football so that's my uh My store on Baltimore, hopefully for them, they they proved me wrong, but I think this was maybe their last chance, and it was Lamar's best chance.
0: Yeah, definitely, Dom. A lot of good stuff there. We talked about, you know, the Hall of Famer, uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. Not easy to beat uh, either of them. A team they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl to try and win (laughs) another one, and let's see if the 49ers are going to be able to get their revenge over those Kansas City Chiefs. So this game was 24-7 at half the Detroit Lions were doing anything they wanted over the San Francisco 49ers. It was, it was funny. This game was uh, when it was at halftime. Look, I was, I was talking to my friends and they said, remember the first game of the season? It was Chiefs against Lions. I said, imagine if the first game of the season and the last game of the season are the same two teams playing. And I said, that'll be so cool. Uh, you know, I have to look that up if it's ever happened before. Yada, yada, yada. And the guys were saying, this game's not over. And I said, no, it's not over. But like, you got know, I think the Lions are going to win because I'm not just, I'm not seeing anything out of the San Francisco team. Their offense and Purdy's look shaky back to back weeks. And man oh man did this game flip. The only way I could describe it is everything that could have went wrong for the Lions did and everything that could have went right for the 49ers uh, did. Like you look at that Brandon Ayuk catch that hits the DB in the hand and then the mask and then Ayuk makes the sprawling catch when they're down by 14 uh you know a fumble right after the the 49ers make a big play Reynolds drops oh my god like you talk about obviously I don't believe the NFL is scripted but like I, I'm pretty sure you or I would have caught that ball Dominic third and 10 there that was a huge point in the game a 12-yard dig out right there uh by Reynolds just right through his hands that was huge like for me at that point I was like oh crap like the 49ers are gonna win this football game um and they did what great teams do right they didn't panic they stuck to their game plan, which I think that Baltimore didn't do a great job of. Um, McCaffrey did his thing, and it was kind of another team effort, Tom. Like it's, there's so many ways we could go about top, talking about this game, but it was a, a, just a second-half collapse by the Lions, and, and I do really feel bad for Detroit. Uh, seeing Campbell after the game, you know, I've really gone to respect him. And, uh, you know, look, his fourth down calls – are going to be questioned for the end of time, right? And I'll give my opinion on it. Do I think that they were a little bit risky and do I think that they were a little bit uh reckless? Yes, I do, but that's how the lines got to where they were. And people can say whatever they want, and maybe you look at the quote unquote analytics and what to do when and blah blah. blah. They should have taken the points. I get it, right? But it's it's easy to play devil's advocate, it's easy to say once the game is over, um, but. Talk about Saint true to your identity, right? And you know, that's—I'm a big, big believer in that. And yes, they bite the lines in the bite in this game. It did. But who knows what would have happened in the regular season or the playoffs if they didn't, they weren't the gambling type, right? I think that that's where this team kind of thrived, the belief in themselves, this kind of, like I said, recklessness of, you know, let's go out there and and bite people's kneecaps off, right? That was Dan Campbell's motto. So curious to get your thoughts on that, Dom. For me, a huge win by the 49ers, incredible combat. And it just shows that, you know, good teams are so, so hard to put away in sports. Big shout out to Brock Purdy that, you know, clutched up in back-to-back weeks after a slow start. But you gotta feel for excuse me, you got to feel for the Lions and their fans in this game. Oh, for sure. You got to feel for the Lions. I mean, like
1: in retrospect, you could say, yeah, you're entitled to an opinion. I'll tell you that much. And Lions fans listening, I'm hoping that you're giving your opinion about Dan Campbell because clearly they were the bad calls to do. You could say that you want to have a, a football team that is willing to go on fourth down. You could say that, but the reality is that, just because you have an answer with analytics doesn't mean it's going to be the right decision. And I'm, I'm completely always annoyed when people throw that word out there because yeah. it, it doesn't encompass the actual situation properly, in my opinion. But let's, let's talk about this football game. Let's talk about yeah. how Christian McCaffrey, this guy it seems to be possessed and all he's thinking about is that Lombardi trophy. He's been in a wonderful... Wonderful player to watch all year. Ever since that he's in San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey has been a true professional and he's always able to just get that extra yard that we talked about it last week. When you think yeah. he's on, boom, you know, 20 carries here, 90 yards, two touchdowns. I think that there is one play where he's just, you think that he's running out of bounds, but no, he's playing yes. foot and comes back in bounds. And uh, with with, with authority, I just, yeah. I was amazed. I think that the he's the one who carried the San Francisco 49ers along with Debo Samuel. I think that this guy played not 100% and he was there eight receptions on nine targets. He was dialed in, Debo Samuel, with that extra boost of energy, able to lift, uh, help the San Francisco 49ers and his partner in crime, Brendan Ayuk, you know, you say that it's a lucky play. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, but you gotta make it, right? You gotta yeah. have the eye coordination. You gotta have the reflexes to be always present on the play. And he was, and he caught the ball which yeah. uh I, I, words can't describe that's why yeah. no one could say that a game is fixed cuz you cannot replicate that type of play. You
0: hey let me be, tell you something sorry to cut you off Tom if this uh, game was fixed they are damn good actors I'll tell you that much. They're
1: damn good actors for sure. <laughs> they don't know how they do it but uh you could maybe lead the game with referees but I like to see a football game being judged even if if it's a fluke play, it's still kind of beautiful to watch because that's all it takes at times. And uh Brendan Ayuk also got a huge touchdown late in that football game to lift the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, obviously, it was Elijah Mitchell, but the one right before that, uh, Chris, uh not Christian McCaffrey, but Brendan Ayuk, big, big, big touchdown reception. I just think that the, the Lions here were the better team uh, today, yeah. but sometimes the better team doesn't win and it's just unfortunate that all these weird aspects that needed to happen for the san francisco 49ers to win happened i mean you just can't script that uh jamar gibbs fumble just added that like extra uh flame to the fire that just turned the game on a dime and then unfortunately after that san francisco was just in another zone and um yeah, I, I really think that McCaffrey's the one that was the captain of the ship. And the San Francisco 49ers deserve to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it'll be very interesting to see if Kirsten McCaffrey can do the same thing against the 49ers. Sorry, against against the Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. let's see what he can do. But congratulations to the 49ers. They take it 34 to 31.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, plays in this game that where you felt it flip, right? There was a drop by Reynolds. There was the uh, the catch there by Brandon Ayuk. Uh, And then there was the, uh, like you talked about the fumble for Gibbs. For me, it was exactly what you said. Just that fumble was like, hey, Timo's momentum, right? And basketball, your momentum is huge. That was like the momentum change. And the crowd was going bananas. And it was like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> the Lions are in trouble at this point. And, you know... Some of you said that, you know, you talked about I use catch, you know, it like luck, quote-unquote, but you have to make the play, right? And so many times in sports, you hear people, like you said, saying this team deserved to win the game, that team deserved to win the game. You can make the case the Packers were the better team against the 49ers and the Lions were the better team against the 49ers. The the 49ers should have lost both those games, but it's irrelevant, right? it's it's it, it makes absolutely no difference who played better, who should have won at the end of the day. It's, you know, about clutch, you know, being the cl- that clutch factor. And we know one team in this game had it and one team didn't. And you could be playing a terrible 58 minutes right and if you're clutching those last two minutes and you're able to kind of gain some momentum and tie the game up and then find a way to win this game that's all that matters right and people you know are, are very big and like you said the analytics and time of possession and this that and the other thing but if you're unable to finish off drives if you're unable to come away with the victory obviously that's all that counts right ugly win is better than a pretty loss that's what uh that's really what what the motto is there and for me, it was, like like, like I said earlier, it was just a good team finding a way to win a football game. You know, the odds were stacked against them, and uh, McCaffrey was incredible. He's just, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Like, it doesn't, he makes these five-yard runs look incredible, and I'm, I'm more of a, a receiver guy, and I've really grown to appreciate the quarterback, the running back position by watching this guy play. It's like, I never thought I could see a five-yard run and be like, wow, that was impressive. Right? Like, he's just, he's slippery. He's slippery. He bounces off. He's not a big guy, so I, I just don't know how he does. I think it's uh, it's it's a big it's a mental game for him, right? And you know, he just the 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 work ethic that he puts in, and obviously he's got uh, he's got uh, he's very fit and got those those big muscles to help him. But it's it's more than that, right? It's just his his smarts and his patience when he has the football in his hand. Um, but yeah, man, oh, if you're if you're a Lions fan, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, and I think that. This team has a lot of good stuff to build on, Dom. Uh, you have Dan Campbell. You have a, a young team for the most part. Amin Ross St. Brown was a little bit more quiet in this game, even not statistically, then, you know, stats don't really show that, but I would like to see him have a, have a bigger game. Uh, credit to the 49ers, and, you know, I, I still think the future is bright for this Lions team. And similar to Lamar, uh, I'd say Jared Goff really proved the doubt is wrong, and, and myself included. I was impressed with Goff, and I really was happy with the way he played this season.
1: Well, Jared Goff had an amazing season. He's clearly going to be the... He got himself a huge contract that's coming his in his direction, and I I hope in a way the Lions are play this a little bit more cautiously. I, I would actually maybe franchise Jared Goff next year. he mm. will get will get max salary. That's what I'm trying to say. He will get max yeah. salary next year, no matter what. Uh, but I don't know if I would sign him more than a three year contract if I was going to give him a you know an actual you know three year contract. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I, I'm interested uh, in their backup quarterback and seeing that if uh, if he can make a difference. Not that I have anything wrong against Jared Goff, but I think he's only a game manager and he's not a franchise quarterback. I just think that the, you can bring him in like they did. They got him through a trade. you know. They brought him in. Good job. Uh, he actually gelled already with a great offense, great receivers, and he's playing his part. He's playing his role. But again, sometimes you just need to move on. We'll see if he is uh the result of a playoff exit next year this is not this was not Jared Goff's fault why the Lions lost this game by any stretch this was Dan Campbell basically taking the team and saying like this is on me and his players unfortunately well, unfortunately fortunately his players believe in him so much that they're just gonna say okay well you know the coach didn't didn't call the right plays or they just got we got bad lucky however they're gonna spin it but this is Dan Campbell being too cute and probably looking at Doug Peterson in his mind and saying, "Well, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl by going four times on fourth down." <laughs> no, no. You see, these are the type of things that slap a coach in the face and say, "Yeah, there's a reason why there's a there's a field goal and you could play. There's nothing wrong with being conservative in football and knowing that anything can happen on any given play. And sometimes you just got to play it more smart on what's happening in the situation." And I think nowadays they just depend on their analytics too much. No, oh, there's my excuse. Let's go on fourth down. Everyone's doing it. I want to be part of the analytics crew and uh, let's go for it. So of course, the 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 kind of like the odds change, but the odds don't factor in. You never hear more specificity of or is that analytics counting fourth quarter plays or is it counting all the all the fourth down plays in an entire game we don't get that nuance and that's why i think it's a broad stroke that people get away with christian mccaffrey is the man that put the 49ers on his shoulder and that's why they're going
0: to the super bowl like you said he's got his mindset on that lombardi trophy all right folks we got 10 days 10 sleeps until super bowl sunday Man, oh man, we got—we'll save all our props and all that stuff, and what we're gonna eat, and this, that, and the other thing for our show next week, dog. It's crazy. Like, uh, Super Bowl is always a bittersweet time, right? There's one more game left, and you—you know, oh man, we waited so long for football, and now there's only one game. But the Super Bowl for me is always my number one in sports. I say uh, Super Bowl number one and I get to say March Madness is, is at number two. But man, I can't believe we're already at the Super Bowl. And look, people, some people, well, I want to uh, get your thoughts on this. Some people say it's quote unquote going to be not a boring Super Bowl because like the, the gameplay, but just, oh, it's Chiefs again. It's 49ers again. We've seen the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it would have been a year to get two new teams in, right? Because of how up and down the NFL was this year. What are your thoughts on that? I've heard a lot of people said that oh, it was, you know, kind of predictable and it would have been nice to see two different two different teams in the Super Bowl this year
1: listen I understand that we just went through the entire decade past decade looking at the the Patriots almost right uh the Patriots this the Patriots that now we jumped into the Kansas City Chiefs this the Kansas City Chiefs that I get the fans concern but that's just unfortunately in my opinion just the lack of really true amazing quarterbacks in this league right now I think Mm -hmm. we have one His name is Pat Mahomes. I'm waiting to see more Pat Mahomes. We might have C.J. Stroud that just came out this year. Before that, we had Herbert. You know, we're waiting for them. And then before that, you had um, Burrow. So we're waiting for these guys to step up to the plate. Burrow clearly did. He almost made it to the – or did make it to the Super Bowl. He did beat uh, Pat Mahomes. Not an easy thing to do to beat Pat Mahomes. Not an easy thing to do at all. So I'm not – I'm a little disappointed because I like to see a lot of different opportunities for fans and whatnot. But hey, at the end of the day, if you deserve to be there, which Kansas City, you know what, they deserve to be there. And San Francisco, do they deserve to be there? Well, by my take, with the, with the Lions, maybe a little less. But yeah. um, you can't blame the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they're they're the real deal. They got Hall of Famers, and when you got Hall of Famers, that's why they make it there. They're the best. And now you got to go beat them. And that's where they're the Super Bowl champions.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I think that, uh, you talk about the dynasty there. And like, we may have seen another when you look at Mahomes, Dom, like six years in the league, six AFC championship games. He's going to yet another Super Bowl. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Like, he's, he's won two Super Bowls already, that being against the, um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles and then I guess the 49ers. So he's going to his fourth Super Bowl now, only one time losing to, to Brady. It's pretty incredible. Like, it, you, we've taken kind of Pat Mahomes for granted, and it's it's honestly like it's something to, to cherish and to admire. And like, you can say this is the other thing about being annoyed about Kelsey and Mahomes. You're yeah, like, look, I'm being honest, I kind of hope the 49ers win the Super Bowl. I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs, but sometimes you got to kind of tip your hat to Kansas City. And so, you know what, they made it there, and they're definitely deserving of being there. Uh, curious, Tom, we got the Chiefs underdogs in a lot of their playoff games, well, a lot, in two of their three playoff games this year. They're going to be underdogs once again heading into the Super Bowl. The 49ers are two-point favorites. I was a little bit surprised uh, this uh, of this point spread because I think the Chiefs had, A, a more convincing game. Um, and like there was no fluke by the 49ers like we said they clutched up they did this that and the other thing but we have seen a little bit a little bit of the vulnerabilities of the 49ers over the last two playoff games so i it's funny i didn't actually expect the chiefs to be favored in this game for some reason you know my gut was telling me but i think that i would have if i was making the points but i think i would have put the chiefs as favorite if that makes any sense what are your thoughts on that
1: well, the Super Bowl champions, uh, that's all you have yeah. to say. They're the guys, and now they're coming in as Super Bowl champions as underdogs. So, I do get the, the oddness of that spread. I think that right now, if uh, anybody saw the Kansas City Chiefs play from you know beginning to end, in San, and you saw the same thing with San Francisco, uh, right now, yeah, the better team. Obviously, is the 49ers in my opinion. Now, will they win the Super Bowl? You know, we'll wait till next week to talk about our picks because, mm. like we talked about, not necessarily the best team wins it. It depends on what uh, are they bringing to the table. Are they peaking at the right time? Uh obviously Kansas City have, have done that in spades in the past couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting. I don't I'm not surprised, William, that the spread is uh 1.52-ish for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's about right.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the 49ers, obviously, top to bottom, you could, like you said, make the case that they have been the best, if not, uh, you know, the better team. This year, at uh, at the very least, and it'll be it'll be cool, really, to to get that uh, to get that rematch. We'll talk about obviously next week about you know what to what to look for and X factors and uh, and and all that stuff in this football game. Uh, you know, we t- talk about you know the, the venues, right? And the cool thing about football is uh, is Super Bowl is in a different spot every year. And unfortunately, I don't think anybody thought the Las Vegas Raiders were going to make it to the Super Bowl, but I think it's going to be a cool venue for the Super Bowl. I'm curious to see the amount of fans uh, who's going to you know kind of uh, partake in what the crowd is going to be like if it's going to be 50-50, more. For the Chiefs or the 49ers. But I'm excited for the Super Bowl and especially, you know, being in Las Vegas. And uh, you got to make sure these NFL players got to stay disciplined, right? You know, they want to go out, party, stay out late. I think that, you know, once they win the Super Bowl, you can go out and do all the partying that you want. Uh, but obviously, you got to stay disciplined and focused. But I'm, you know, excited to see the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Probably going to be a lot of Raiders fans there. And, you know, we know that the Raiders fans uh, come in bunches. So I think the atmosphere of the Super Bowl is going to be very good. And I'm, I'm quite excited for it.
1: You know, in this day and age, it's a lot harder to get away with whatever uh, shenanigans you want to pull yeah. off at any point in time, right? I'm sure that the curfew is locked down. You know, everyone's yeah. got a cell phone right now, so it's harder. But you're absolutely right, William. This is going to be in Vegas, Sin City, who knows what could happen? What kind of distractions? Because a lot of distractions happen uh, during the Super Bowl week. An entire week of charades happens right yeah. before kickoff to find out exactly almost like two weeks i should say because we have an entire week off but yeah you know what i'm trying to say that being said that provides uh, ample opportunities for shenanigans for weird things to happen i hope things stay intact because right now we have a beautiful football game i don't want to have some weirdness to be a, a big deciding factor uh, i don't know let's just say travis kelsey doesn't make it to the game because he's busy somewhere else <laughs> who knows <laughs> But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have an amazing time in Vegas. And I think for the 49ers, you know, that's not that far away. So this should be nice yeah, in, that's in, true. The, in the West Coast and uh, in that atmosphere. So it's really up to, uh, to Kansas City in my mind to to stay, you know, even keel. And uh, Andy Reid, he's been to many Super Bowls, he's been to many huge football games. He knows how to take his team and lead them in the right direction. As for Shanahan, you know, I keep on thinking back to that beautiful opportunity he had. I, I, I go to the Atlanta Falcons games, even though he's he's obviously coached in the Super Bowl. I just I have to go back to that Falcons game. Yeah. The guy had that he was you know he had a super bowl in his hands as the offensive coordinator for those Atlanta Falcons and um i just i want to see him win a super bowl because that is the biggest monkey on a coach's back is having lo- lo- probably having known to be lost the biggest you know comeback in history uh, it was against his abilities as an offensive coordinator so yeah. i'm sure that he will never rest until that monkey's off his back and the only way that happens will be with the Vince Lombardi trophy. So that's what he has to look forward to uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, for Andy Reid, it's just another show, another adventure. It seems like he won the lottery by inheriting a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. We we talk about how Bill Belichick is a great football coach. Andy Reid is just as good as Bill Belichick. And when it's all said and done, and if the Kansas City wins another Super Bowl, look out, this guy will be looking at the record books that – are in currently bill belichick's pocket i think that any read could put up similar numbers if not better
0: well it's pretty incredible like you talk about like uh, numbers there and statistics and uh, Mahomes and you know Kelsey surpassing that of uh, Gronk and, and Brady uh, during uh, you know during that game against the Baltimore Ravens and it's you, people are going to make that comparison all the time right uh, Belichick to Belichick to Reed and the, the Patriots to the, the Kansas City Chiefs just the fact that they've been here and, and been here so often uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty pretty remarkable when you think that uh, you know this duo hasn't even been playing that long we, we do like forget like Mahomes is not, obviously a veteran there but hasn't been playing for for 10 plus years and yeah like you got to give credit to Andy Reid for, for seeing talent uh, when it's there Mahomes um, not being one of the first picks of that draft, pretty pretty incredible how uh, that was uh, that was able to sign. Look at the other quarterback now, look like Brock Purdy, Tom. Uh, you know he's got all these sexy toys around him. Uh, great defense, and uh, you know you talked about co-coach yes, there for Shanahan, and what a way for for Shanahan to alleviate and kind of get rid of those demons of that twenty eight to three Super Bowl loss that they blew against the Patriots, and to win a Super Bowl uh, against you know uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, and these Kansas City Chiefs teams. So that'll be a great story for Shanahan, but for, you know, Purdy, do you think that he needs to win this football game to kind of prove that he is able to be an elite quarterback? Because I think that um, the kind of the narrative around him is yes, he's an MVP candidate, uh, and you know he's he's shown some vulnerability in these playoffs. Uh, Do you think that, for example, he puts up a stinker in this game, or they lose, let's say, twenty-seven to twenty-three, or they lose in the shootout? But Patrick Mahomes outduels him. um, Do you think that he, you know, that's going to look bad on him, or do you think he needs to win this football game and needs to win the Super Bowl in order to kind of you know shut up the crits, as they say, or? Similar to Lamar and similar to all these other guys, you know they're young. They have the time is going to come eventually, and you know Purdy's kind of been, cause you can say, premature in, in how quickly he's he's developed and come out of nowhere. Or do you think that he really needs to win this football game?
1: I think this is a career defining moment for Brock Purdy. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody on either roster are going to have as much pressure than Brock Purdy, and the reason why I say that is that I still don't see a confident quarterback. I see a quarterback that can follow a game plan to a T and that could utilize his skill set which is predominantly accuracy and letting his other fellow players shine and he's doing a tremendous job. However, if he were to hold the Vince Lombardi trophy at such a young age with the entire story that he's it's that's developing in front of our eyes, the last pick of a draft coming in, and then year two is lifting up the Vince Lombardi Trophy. That's that's a movie right there. That is a yeah. movie. So yeah. he has the most pressure on his shoulders. He knows that it's all for Brock not to make a mistake. However, in a pressure cooker like the Super Bowl. That's asking for a lot. So it'll be very interesting to keep an eye on Brock Purdy's play because, yes, this is a career moment for Brock Purdy. A winner, or a winner or loss could change this guy's direction, in my personal opinion, with the San Francisco 49ers long-term.
0: It's, you know, it's, I think... The way to describe it is exactly what you said right you know career changing moment right there mr irrelevant what a story like a, a disney story there and it's pretty i still remember him and his first game in the NFL was against Dolphins. Obviously, I was watching the game. Uh, you know, injury Garoppolo goes down, and uh, and then he comes in the game, and you know comes and wins the game. And I remember my buddies saying, "Oh my gosh, you guys lost to mystery relevant." But man, oh man, did he become relevant very quickly. And look, like I do still think he'll have Apple opportunity, and this team will stay intact. But yes, you know he, he's you know he's heard the credits critics, and I'm I'm sure that you know they're playing in the back of his mind. But yeah, you look like what does Mahomes have to prove? What does Kelsey have to prove? What does any Anybody else have to prove more than pretty in this game? And I would say nothing, you know, it it really is on the shoulders of pretty. That doesn't mean he's going to have to go up there and throw for 300 yards and three or four passing touchdowns, right? But he's going to have to come up clutch when need be, right? He's going to have to potentially come back from a 24-7 deficit like he did against against the Lions. He's going to have to potentially come back from a sluggish game against the Packers. It's not necessarily going to be the stats for me and, you know, what he's able to do and the numbers he's going to put up, but it's what he does in crunch on what he does on third and 10, what he does if they go for it on fourth, what he does in the fourth quarter. That's going to be huge for me in this football game for him and, you know, his development as a quarterback A, but also the 49ers and their chances to win the Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to it. I wish we could give our predictions right now because I'm, I'm pumped and I'm excited, but we will keep that for next week, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in we'll be back next week same place same time without you guys there is no show 10 more days away from Super Bowl 58 folks thanks for tuning in see you next week you were listening to CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal